Before we continue, one of the ways we keep all of our content for you, the listener, free of charge is our amazing sponsors, and today, Anchor is one of those sponsors. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcasts right from your phone or computer. Anchor is going to distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are listened to, and you can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome to the Flash After Show. It is season five, episode 13, Goldface. So we meet the chemist, Ameta gets maced, and has Sherlock found wife number seven? Let's find out. You're tuned in to After Buzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz begin. Yes. <laughs> I know, it makes me feel like a bad girl. <laughs> That's how yes. I always feel. <laughs> we had to choose this because this is when they had that moment. Yes. Right? We had total bad boy feel with, with Ralph and Barry. Uh, uh. What's going on, guys? Welcome to The Flash After Show. This is Season 5, Episode 13, Gold Phase. Well, this was quite the eventful episode, so thank you guys for joining us. And you'll want to stick around because we have the baddie breakdown and news and gossip that'll be all set up and ready for you. So make sure you stay at the end, and um, let's just get this party started. I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and we are missing Drew J today, so we want to give a shout-out to her, but we got the rest of our folks with us. Hey, y'all, this is John K. Robinson. What's up, guys? It's Zach Silverman. Hey, guys. All right. So, episode 13, Goldface. What do we think about the episode as a whole, overall? I liked it. Yeah. What did you like about it? Barry's new haircut. <laughs> okay. It was. Can we, can we was. just... I need a, a cut. I need to get some style. <laughs> yeah. I like nice. the cl- cl- clean, you know. It's crisp. <laughs> yeah, I liked it, too. Yeah. I love okay. this episode. It was so intense. Like, I honestly, halfway through, I was like, whoa, like, where are we right now? <laughs> like, this is like a movie. This is cinematic, what we were dealing with today. Like, everything worked. All the plots worked. All the subplots worked. Except Usually, that's not always... Caitlyn was in the band. <laughs> we didn't know where Caitlyn was. I don't know. Caitlyn had no plot. She up. fell off. Yeah, she was safe. Like, in the beginning, no, she, she was really like, hey, was in the yeah. band somewhere. I kept asking that. I was like, where is it's Caitlin. What is going oh, on? Oh man, she went on a donut break. That's all. Something. You know, so they disappeared, and she was just like, "Cool, I got some time for myself." Right. Yeah. She's getting her heart in. There you go. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the episode was definitely extremely eventful, and you're right. It was like a movie. Everything was really intense. They went all out for this. So let's jump into some of this and start with our first topic, which is Barry and Ralph. We kind of have each topic split up between all of these plots that were happening. So Barry and Ralph. Um, what do, let's start with the idea to get this machine in the first place and walking into the market. You know, all of all of Ralph's knowledge about the black market and then possibly having this um the stolen tech so they can, you know, get Cicada where he needed to be so they can inject him. What do we think about how Barry and Ralph started with this whole gold face thing and how the chemist came about? Mm. Well, in a whole, I would say, uh, interestingly enough, this is another episode where they sought to do something and failed, um, which is okay. Hmm. Uh, it, it came, it gave for a nice little um, like a filler episode, so to say. Hmm. Um, I enjoyed 
I enjoyed the the twist of it. We, uh, apparently, Goldface's amulet amulet. No, that's how you say amulet. How you say her name? Amunet. Amunet's boyfriend. Thank <laughs> yeah, you. her ex boyfriend. Never say her name. Um, <laughs> which is cool to see how they keep tying characters in together and how this world keeps growing and evolving. Yeah, mm-hmm. I I really just I mean at first I thought I wasn't gonna like the plot line because I'm like oh this is one of their crazy adventures or something but. And honestly, I think it showed the layers of their characters, too. What we've been seeing, especially when we had Hartley Sawyer on. Shout out to Hartley Sawyer, because he was awesome in this episode, once again. Um, And, you know, it showed the layers to Ralph. You know, one of the things was that he goes in there, and it's like, oh, I'm scum. You know, Goldface says, I'm scum. I can sniff you a mile away. You know, and this is kind of Ralph's forte. He's used to the underground and whatnot, but he's not so used to the underground, either. And I think it's because he's always, even when he was framed up and, like, lost his job, it was because he was going after a killer, mm-hmm. you know, when he first was off of the force. And I think this episode showed again that same kind of vibe mm-hmm. with it. Um, and the same thing, I mean, we knew, I, I mean, oh my God, B- Barry, with that <laughs> moment of, I'm nobody. I was like, oh, oh, Barry. Yes, okay. you are somebody, Barry, because right now you are giving looks. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I, he turned on that bad boy real quick. I was like, you and Iris must, uh, <laughs> role players I don't know yeah I would have to agree at first I was a little disappointed in Barry like okay dude he really this is not the time to be the hero and I understand it's hard to take on and off just as much as he takes it even when he takes off the flash suit he's still this heroic big hearted guy but I really wanted him to realize up front that him putting on that face was going to put them in extreme danger these Mm -hmm. people were not playing so I was a little disappointed at first when he tried to swindle the black, bad guy by trying to buy all the guns off the... Like, you know, come on. That's a dead giveaway. It was... Something, yeah. Oh, my Something's God. up, you know. Like, yeah. he should have said, well, I'll take everyone but three or so. I don't know. It just seems so... But, of course, I mean, you also kind of understand where he's coming from. It's this idea of if this gets into the, the streets, but like Ralph said, he's like, you can't... You know, it was one of those things like you can't solve every crime right now. Right now, we are after one specific thing. We yes. can come back for this later yeah. sort of a deal. And But, you know, it's hard to turn off the hero. Yeah, clearly. Yeah, I would have loved if he made a mental note and then came for it later. Because... Yeah, and maybe he will. Maybe that might yeah. be a throwback in some case. Yeah, absolutely. So what do we think about how... So we love the way he came up with the chemist, because that was amazing. He had to dig oh into his gosh, inner bad guy. Awesome. Even Ralph seemed kind of like, like you just had to come. Because at first, when they, when they did pull the gun out, I was like, okay, I hope they came up with some kind of backstory. Obviously, they didn't, because Ralph didn't know that he was going to say that. Did it on the fly. Yeah, so... Yeah, I really enjoyed that. So shout out to Barry for having a little bad in him. Thank you very that much. Oliver with a little Quinn silver chain still left over, I guess. Yeah, right. Yeah. Exactly. Which they said that he was gonna like have to uh, deal with throughout the rest of the season. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of glad it was there. It's funny because like all prior to Elseworlds, we always just bagged on them how horrible Barry's a fighter without his powers. But like each episode. We like say something. Last week we said something, and then this week they uh, are kind of proving us wrong a little bit. You're right. You know, and I'm happy about that because even Barry said tonight, like, hey, you know, we could do this without our powers. It's good to know that we could go up against Cicada. I like Cicada as a bad guy because it's testing them to how to, to be heroes without their powers. Yeah, I'd have to agree. And I was one of them that was like... It's a bit oh. of a tangent, but sorry. Yeah. No, 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 but you're yeah. right, because we did talk about that last episode and the episode before. Like, can Barry really fight? Who is he without his powers? And like you said, the episodes that keep going, got, keep going by keep showing and proving how effective he and they can be without their powers, which is 
I think it's a wonderful thing in addition and very necessary. I want to say for the record, that was you and Zach who yeah, didn't I, believe in Barry. That was me. I'll take it. I was really like, Jamie uh, was the one who yeah, was like that. I, I was, have uh, faith in Barry. I mean, and I said I felt like he might lack coordination. Yes. You know, and someone in the chat actually did know he that he tried to throw the brick and he missed. So. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he doesn't have right. it all fully there. But I mean, he trains as much as he can when he can, and at least when he was Oliver Queen, he, it kind of became ingrained in him a little bit. So he's taking that on, you know. Yeah, it was enough to get the job done. There yeah. was actually a little bit of trivia in the chat. Minette <laughs> L. Bruda said the chemist was the name of the Arrow episode two eight Barry's first appearance. Interesting. I knew that had some. Thank you for sharing that because I knew that had some kind of relevance, but I so, wasn't sure what. It has more relevance to everything. Break it down. It, well, it goes into the baddie breakdown. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. So we'll, Which we'll get to that. So, I mean, it could be a number of things. I don't know how much they're trying to tie in. It could very well be that, uh, but it also has to do with like the guy in the comics. So. Awesome. Good. Well, I want to hear more about that. So let's talk about when um, Ralph tried to be a little hero within the hero and be kind to his friend Barry and leave him in the truck. Well, that was a heartfelt moment. I kind of really felt that from my heart. How, you know, Ralph was just like, I don't want to put I'm Barry sorry, from what? From my heart. heart my heart. heart. Okay. That's like the deepest the part heart. of my heart. Cool. <laughs> I, um, I, you kind of saw it coming. I mean, I left my phone. Like, come on. And then Barry's like, there's no yeah, phone how, in here, man. You, like, like, come like, on. Like, I kind of saw it coming. Yeah. <laughs> Which I didn't mind. I thought it was sweet. It was sweet. It, it was, was a given. Yeah. But I also kind of thought, Ralph, you have no powers. How are you going to go in here and do... You know, I guess Ralph's whole thing was that he was going to go through with it. But we also, you also kind of knew he wasn't going to go through it. So I, I think as a viewer, you know, it was kind of like we see where this is going. But I, I understood Ralph's, uh, you know, motivation. He didn't want Barry to have that on his hands. To be tainted, yeah. Right. Yeah. My whole thing is why couldn't they go through with it, take the thing, and bring it back? I mean, it, to me, it seemed so simple. Well, it was as idiotic was- as them, like. Ripping off the plastic. Why? Why do you have to rip off the plastic? Like, I have no cut idea. the plastic off. You could just pick it up and move it. It was. It was very weird. Uh, some of the things that they tried tying together tonight in the episode. Pick it up and move it where? Like how? wherever they were going to take it. I mean, no, how? It's a like, big box. You just. I don't know. They I mean, I would a, imagine um, it's pretty heavy. Yeah, but what? The okay, plastic so let's, wasn't going to take the plastic weight. off. Yeah. <laughs> well, they're all human, so I don't know. I felt like you know well, they, they weren't going to take it apart. They needed to take the plastic off to make sure it was the right they needed a time. No, printer. they needed a time to, <laughs> to make sure, like, we had that moment with, okay, with what's-his-face to, to look through the pictures and be like, I can't do this. Right. He he even looked through the pamphlet. It was just a bit much. I think, what ha- I think the, what, to answer your question, the reason why yeah. uh, they didn't take it and then just, like, I guess, essentially steal it, steal it back. past that point, mm-hmm. um, I think Ralph had a big enough heart to realize, like, it's going to get so much harder if we actually take this out of this place uh, and then try and take it from them. Or, like, how do we move past this part? You know, because they kind of had a plan and it, it it evolved into something that they weren't expecting. They were going off the, off the cuff. So I think they got to the point of, like, I really – I got nothing after this. I don't know what to do, where to go. So this is where we kind of have to make the flip and they're going to catch us. I also appreciated that Barry uh, really owed up to his mess up earlier on. That was like, great. You know, because it could have been like, you know, Ralph was like, you don't need to do it. Barry's like, you know, if I had followed your orders and basically not tried to – and taken, not taken off, you mm-hmm. know, not been a hero – 
he wouldn't have asked for that. He was about to give us what we needed. And because I did what I did, so I should do it. So I, I like that they had it. Stuff. I like when The Flash has accountability, you know, which they're very good at usually. People are held accountable on this show. People aren't just allowed to do whatever and it's never acknowledged. Mm-hmm. So I definitely agree because obviously it gives them a chance to grow and it gives us full trans- transparent transparency as the watchers just to understand okay well at least he knows he messed up we could see a little bit more of that from Nora but anyway moving right along oh shade we'll (laughs) get to that yes that girl so (laughs) I do have to admit and I got really excited that they gave me a little bit of like Bad Boys 2 feel when they, they came with the guns blazing. They had a slow-mo motion when yes. they were going in. I was like, man, I am really... Everything was so cinematic. It was just like, <laughs> wow, who directed... I need to look up who directed the episode because it was just... Everything worked. This whole episode was so intense, but... It, what I liked about it, it was so intense, but it didn't feel like, oh, what show is this? It still felt like a Flash episode. It did. Agreed. But That's it great. was such an, an an intense Flash episode. Like, it was like like if Flash had suddenly got a movie, which won't really be happening in the DCEU, so maybe this was whoa, like the whoa, making whoa. up for it. I'm like... <laughs> Why not? I know. Why Listen. not? But, yeah, okay. I mean, yeah, it, it, it was really just... Everything worked in that bad boy movement. Oh yeah. my gosh. They were killing it. I loved it. What'd you think about that, Zach? Did you feel empowered? You know, actually, I was looking down writing, I think, when the slow motion part might have happened, but I mm. did. I, I mean, I saw the chain that Barry was wearing. I was okay. just like, oh man, this guy's looking pretty bad. Why? Yeah. I'm like, I believe it. I think it was because of the haircut. Yeah, you we were do. loving that haircut. <laughs> yeah, shout out to the haircut. We do love the haircut. Barry was looking like something, and we love it. Uh, a little hair and bone on. Well, before we jump into the next subject, we would love to share a little something with you. Yeah, guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, before we move on to our next topic, we just want to say thank you for making us the ESPN of TV talk. For us to continue to grow, we could use your help. If you're on YouTube right now, hit that thumbs up button and subscribe. And if you're on iTunes, please give us five star rating. But no matter where you are, leave us a comment so you can get involved in the conversation. We love you guys in the chat, so keep on going. Being a part of AfterBuzz TV has meant so much to all of us, and we truly appreciate you supporting us in doing what we love. Don't forget to tell your friends and keep enjoying our shows. Yeah. Thank you so much. And we want to make sure you guys stick around to the end of the show because we have our baddie breakdown where Zach is going to fill us in on the baddie and much more. And then our news and gossip, of course. So now let's jump into this next topic. We've got Iris and Orlin. (sighs) We always love when Iris jumps into her full journalist mode. So what do we think about... Let's start with how the show opened with Iris. With her, you know, she was a little bit discouraged about... She was behind the desk. She was behind the desk and didn't feel really useful and whatnot. How do you feel about her going from behind the desk to in Cicada's apartment? I I felt like it wasn't necessarily... I felt like the... De- I mean, she writes at a desk. That's what journalists do or whatever. I feel like what it was was that, you know, we had the blogger bro. The blogger bro. Which just shows you <laughs> they're not gonna know what they're talking about. And, you know, I, I really actually appreciate it her conundrum when it came to real journalism versus what grabs people's attention because that's a very real thing even in today's society the question of clickbait and the whole thing they compared her to the spin woman you know who uh, was you know making stuff up and Barry was like you know one of the things is you're a real journalist Iris you do with facts so it's like that meshing of the two and I appreciated that they at least addressed that and then Iris was like I do want to be a real journalist but I need to write something I'm passionate about So I appreciated that about her being honest about it. She was like, I want, I need to write about Cicada. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad Barry was very supportive of that too. Exactly. 
I mean, yeah, he knows his his woman. Mm-hmm. He's like, I'm not stopping her. <laughs> she's gonna do it. She's gonna like, I'm gonna walk. Out. If I tell her like, hey, like, just leave it to us. I'm gonna walk out. And then next thing I know, I'm gonna gonna be getting like a distress call. I need your help. Like he knows what she's gonna do. So yeah. they're playing well. I think someone in the chat said how well they're uh, as a as a married couple they're handling um, superhero like being a superhero team mm-hmm. working together and understanding their roles and, and like how they help each other out. It really reminds me actually of kind of like. I mean, like old school, like Lois and like Superman kind of well, a deal. I mean, Superman was actually a journalist himself too, so they both understood the need for it. Mm-hmm. But I think uh, because we don't have a Lois and Superman show, uh, maybe they're like, you know, leaning on that a little bit I too. We did. I mean, we have a Lois and Super- I mean, like currently. Oh. I mean, it was called Lois and Clark, though, right? Yeah, Lois and Clark. Uh, but that was it. Very much reminded me of that old yeah. show where it was like he understands why she needs to be journalist. And I also like the fact that they don't just make it so the journalist is the side story. It's very much a part of the bigger picture. So let me ask you something because I know for a few seasons now, you you guys have always been like, I want to see more journalism, more more this, more that. Um, we're kind of under uh, to uh, to myself. Uh, it seems like I understand why they've held back so much. Mm-hmm. Where like now getting to have Iris and have her like brassness and understand like uh, she's creating her own newspaper now, um, and it's still evolving. Are you still like not okay with them like giving more storyline for her for that or like it's. It has been evolving and growing, and I think it, it like I think it's evolved at a pace that is necessary. Mm-hmm. Um, are you are you seeing that more, or am I just like making things up in my head? I think I'm seeing, and I think you're right. For the progression of the story, it makes perfect sense. Like if she was just the journalist the whole time, we wouldn't have been able to see her go from. Um, being because there was a moment where first she was doing the journalism, then she was in Star Labs, and she was fully behind that desk, like running plays from there. And and I think it is important to see now. Um, what is it? The Central City Critic Culture. What is it? Yeah. Century City something. Central City. What's her thing? CCC. CCC. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, The one that we saw, the famous one from season one. Exactly. So now it's up and running. She has a desk. You know, Barry's trying to find where the couch goes. So I think the progression of it, it has been perfect. So I have to agree there. I don't think turning up or down the heat on how often we see her doing that. I think they've got the tempo just right. I think... For me, I actually was one of those people where I was worried about them trying to give her a journalist plot early, early on, mm-hmm. only right, because yeah. I said they haven't done a job in incorporating the journalism plot. So if Iris gets a journalism plot, what we're going to have is, and at the time she wasn't working at Star Labs, we're going to have Barry doing all this stuff with Team Flash and Iris is over here somewhere. And I was worried that Iris would actually get less screen time. So I like actually where we're at now where they've made it so she's so incorporated in the team that her journalist work is so much intertwined with how they figure stuff out in the main plot line, which... I mean, I, I'm going to give the writers credit that maybe they always had this in mind or whatever, and that's why they never <laughs> did it before. But it's definitely, it makes the most sense now than it would have her having, like, a total journalism plot early on, in my opinion. Because there were times early on when she had journalism plot, and she was just, like, it was C-plot, and it wasn't useful for her since she's the, she's the leading lady of the Flash. She should be very prominent. Yeah, and so I feel that the, her prominence was definitely shown in this episode, especially because her and Barry had a parallel moment where they both had to come up with stories on the fly. So shout out to Iris for the whole Robbie Burns, uh, lead in the water, do you have a child? What do we think about her little lie? Does she cover her tracks or what? <laughs> 
when she was sitting in front of Cicada. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I um, that was well, smart. Yeah. I like the fact that she had got to the door and like she acted like she was in it already. I um, was like, how? Look, what are you doing? Like, you're, you're, he could see you. Like, <laughs> that's not hiding. You're standing right there. Like, you're not. You're not Drax. Like, I'm. I'm <laughs> you can't see me. I'm extremely. <laughs> Silent, yeah. <laughs> invisible. Like, she was what? hoping for that. Yeah. No, I, I dug it. I thought, you know, it was once again just showing her like prowess as a. She's quick on her feet. Yeah, yeah she's because she's she's so smart. Yeah, and she's such, and that's not contrived. And I know I was saying this before the show. Sometimes you know, Iris has these really cool bad girl moments where she's so on top of things and some people are like that's not real and it's like no if the writers write it that way that's the canon Iris is that cool yes. accept it well, <laughs> like, I mean just look from her who her father is exactly. yeah exactly I'm sorry like he's a detective he's been how lo- how long has he been a detective he's moved up he's gone through he's lost two partners or three partners one just left I guess got transferred but I mean like it it runs in the family right his father was a detective too so Obviously, she has something to work with. Yeah, she's a detective mixed with journalism because she sure did uh, crawl through the window with her purse. Like, (laughs) sis, you are going all the way in. No, yeah, it just, it worked, you know? Once again, it was just like, she went off on this, like, mission and it wasn't a side plot. All of these plots worked together. And even that worked. At first, I was like, man, why are you going to the house? I wonder, did she think that Cicada was going to be there or was she going there for clues? Do you think she already knew he was going to be there? No, I I think um, the way the, 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 his boss, I guess it was, described it made it seem like, uh, like, yeah. His brother-in-law, his, his uncle, cousin, or his cousin yeah, whatever, okay. his, yeah, would be there, and that she could get some more information and answers. That's what I think she was expecting. I don't think she literally meant to get face to face with Orlin, aka Cicada. I okay, don't think that yeah, I, I, yeah, because I don't think she would go into that without Barry or any kind of like with Cicada knowing that he was going to be there. Um, at first, I kind of thought Cicada was going to recognize her somehow. That's or what something. I thought because he I mean, knew vibe. And, yeah, mm-hmm. so I was kind of, but like she's not a meta, so maybe he just didn't like you know put two and two together. And he doesn't know who the Flash actually is. I don't think. No, I don't think not so. in real so, life. So um, yeah, but that that was so intense. Like that table scene. With the what the fight that she had with him? No, not even oh, before the fight when they were there. sitting yes. there. And he was like, "What?" It was like, "Whoa!" Like the acting from the two of them. He's creepy. Was so good. Uh, Chris yeah. Pine is just doing such a great job. Yeah, there was a lot of intensity. With that intensity, does not mean you have to yell, scream, and fight. It's mm-hmm. just sometimes through her nervous look and through the deepening of his voice, he kept analyzing her. Like I didn't know if he was going to pop off at any minute. I, we didn't know it was going to happen because it was really intense. it was a game of chess. Yeah, yeah, it was, and it worked so well. I, this whole episode, I just really dug it. Right. You better get it. She had her mace. I'm all about women carrying their mace. Right. Like, I'm that person who's every day like, girls, don't forget to get your mace. Your mace. So when she maced him, I was like, girl, she got her mace. Done, gun. <laughs> so that was good. And then she said, okay, so that was great. I'm curious to find out what she found out. I don't, I didn't understand what that little pen was or whatever she had. She was like, oh, I think I know how to you know, um, get him still or whatever. I don't know what that was. I think, well, she was able to stab him. I know some people in the chat were thinking that that was an unrealistic moment of her being able to go toe-to-toe with Cicada. But we also know Cicada's not as strong without his thing with him at times, right? And he has his moments of weakness. So I felt like she was able to see that part. Like, she obviously, she, she probably figured out that he has some type of lung 
thing going on, that, which is what it is, right? Like, he's sick. He's actually sick. He's right. a metahuman, but he's sick. And I think maybe she figured it out in being able to stab him. That's what I think. Yeah. That's a weak spot, weak point. Yeah. That's not shown when he's actually in full costume. So pe- Barry doesn't know where to hit him, I guess. Right. Well, Iris, you did that, girl. She okay. really did. It was yeah. so... <laughs> she's so cool. Yeah, it was amazing. <laughs> so good. We, we've got that. Um, I'm really interested to see how that unfolds. Let's talk about our last and final topic with Sherlock and Nora. Oh, can I just say, oh, yes. I really actually, oh, you're going to talk about Goldface, but that was part of that plot line. I actually like that whole vibe with Goldface. Yeah, Go let's ahead, talk girl. about it. No, I mean, I just really, you I just liked him like, a I just bit. really no, enjoyed that. And we almost thought that he killed him, right? Yeah. When he, you know, did the thing at first. Melted his eyeballs. Yeah, it right. was kind of like, oh my gosh, did Barry just kill somebody? <laughs> which would have been. Inadvertently killed him. He stepped out of the way. Yeah, right. but still. Didn't like, touch him, <laughs> didn't do anything. He did it on his own accord. He seemed, right. kind of, but then again, Barry seemed kind of surprised that he was uh, alive, right? Yeah. He was like, he's oh, like, he's alive. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute, Barry, did you think you were going to kill this guy? Like, yeah. I just thought that I actually, I really dug Goldface as a as, and I know Zach's going to get more into it from the comic book perspective, but I really enjoyed the actor yes. that played Goldface in this. I just like that whole underground vibe. I'm kind of hoping we see a little bit more of that because I kind of wanted that with Amunit. When they did the whole underground thing, I wanted more of what we got in this episode because I, I felt like Amunet ones kind of fell, fell short. building mm. up from it because I think people were upset with that. Yeah. Mm. I still think he was like a little too tongue-in-cheek. I didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't quite enjoy his performance, but I mean, he's just like a filler character, so. Okay. I mean, one thing I did notice, well, I guess Big Ral or Big whoever that gave him, I was like, they got in there quick. For that market to have been that <laughs> amazing, it really didn't take much for them to get in there. So yeah. that was a little shocking they for just me. Started but selling I enjoyed everything it. Everybody. They didn't do no background checks, huh? No, not at all. <laughs> not even close. But yeah. yeah, I enjoyed the character as well. And I'm looking forward to hearing more about him in the Batty Breakdown. So let's see. This uh, Nora and Sherlock. Sure. I mean. Hmm. I'm a little. Yeah, I feel like I'm disappointed in in Nora. You know, almost every episode. I was not disappointed <laughs> in her in this she, episode. Really? Let's hear what you got to yeah. say, Zach. So, for one, all the characters that I was annoyed and hated in the beginning of the season, I'm starting to really like. Sherlock and his accent. Mm-hmm. Thank God they didn't have some like voice changer thing. I love it. Mm-hmm. It's great. Nora was actually acting like an adult in this episode. Granted, it was coming from not a space like. It wasn't malice. It wasn't uh, evil of any sorts. It was coming from an evil person. Mm. But um, I don't know. I just kind of it like felt right. It felt real. And we kind of got that confirmation when we got to see the rest of Sherlock's wives. There's a reason why. Um, where was I going with that? There's a reason why uh, it was like so quick at love, love at first sight, and it's it's kind of like that whole thing, like love transcends time and space, and. You know, the hopeless romantic kind of in me. Yeah. I liked it. I don't know. Um, do you guys didn't get that from Nora? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. She... I, I see your point, but no. Not from like, Nora's. Like, I get you from Sherlock's point. Yeah, yes. but like, that's something where she is... Uh, she like, didn't, she didn't have it. that growing up. But she didn't do it for the sake of love or to give Sherlock something because he seemed lonely. She did it right, but to she... be sneaky. I don't think it was sneaky. I think it was to continue her mission, oh. which we still don't know anything about. 
Well, we did, didn't we? I feel like this was the first time they actually mentioned that the main point was for Eobar to help them defeat Cicada. Yeah. I feel like that's, that's the first time That's what Nora thinks that. is going on, that's which Nora... just goes back to how naive she is. That's I think not it's his... an innocence thing. That's where I think... It's naivety. It's, it's like she's naive. She's a grown woman, like you said. She's an adult. <laughs> and she is teaming up with her dad's number one enemy. Who she just found out was her number one and enemy. And she kept working with him. <laughs> because didn't she tell had her dad. nothing else. To, so she was too deep, far deep in. Mm, Couldn't like, no, turn No, if she's an adult, just like Barry took accountability for his mess up this episode she could have been like wow I didn't realize all of this well maybe I should tell my dad or at least Sher Luke or someone I mean I totally understood Sher Luke's point although I think maybe his thing is he needs to break out of the mode of what he's into because <laughs> none of bit. those relationships work clearly his type isn't really his type um, but I think in the sense of Nora's and I thought it was manipulative oh, absolutely you know I thought it was t- I get okay. I get that she didn't want him to do it because she thinks if he finds out she, he's going to stop her mission but it's kind of also like you really are going to insert a whole nother romance and stuff in this man's life just for that. And she felt proud. Yes. Right? Yes, she did. It was manipulative, but I think it was intended at first to be manipulative, right? I agree with all of you. But the good in her, the Barry's side that she got from her father came about where, oh, Sherlock is dealing with a lot of crap from all of his ex-wives. He is sad. He's depressed. And that last thing that his ex-wife said to him, that's a hard thing to swallow. That, like, you know, some people just aren't meant to be loved. Like, she wants to help him. She sees the good in him and wants to do something good for him. That's coming from Barry and who Barry is as a person. You can't deny that as the Flash or he mm-hmm. can't end up doing stuff like that, you know? Hence the whole got to get the guns off the street thing. It just is in them. So I looked at that and I saw it. I was just like, cool. She's seeing, you know, something inside Sher Luke where she wants to help him. And she not like pities him, but like, you know, right. feels for him. I know. Well, I just want to like... say in the chat, Black Magic 99 said, nah, man, you got convinced like Sher Luke did. Ooh. So where I was that? Nora, where was that? Huh? Well, Nora, Black I don't Magic see that. 99, I agree with you because I think uh, Nora yes. also just duped Zach as well. She's really good at this. She does that innocent thing. I just want to help. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just so in that. Okay, mm-hmm. in the beginning, I was just like, oh, that I just want to help thing. But it just felt real to me. It was natural. Oh, wow. Both okay. of them. I, I Both of them felt like it was real moments. It was a moment of levity, I guess, for both of them to get away from the stress and whatever, you know, issues that they were dealing with. I, I admit, I think she did eventually like the idea of playing matchmaker. I yes, agree with that's, that. Okay, that's the way I, what I was liked, trying to say. Thank you. You're welcome. Ugh. I think she liked playing matchmaker. It was a nice reprieve from the whole cicada thing. I think she liked that. But just because, you know... What she ended up doing ended up being kind of helpful. We, we think it's helpful for sure, Luke, but maybe it's not really bringing this woman in. It's like, and bringing this woman into their lives. You know, now that she's on connected to them, it may be a thing where now she's going to get on Cicada's radar. Who knows? But I think she enjoyed playing. She she enjoyed playing that, but. I think the intentions were still manipulative. Yeah, the intentions were. So that could, that's cute, but I just can't get with it because the <laughs> only reason they were in the coffee shop was for her to get her way with Eobard and to manipulate and all that. And I just think that's ugly. So Question sorry. for you, though. <laughs> Question for you, though. If, um, if she hadn't had her way, that would mean that Barry would have found out our, uh, Nora's working with Eobard and then everything that he had said, he probably wouldn't have gone to... He would have gone to the future... 
and would have like stopped it all, right? And then that would have foiled everything of trying to save Barry. Or could it have been something where the tables flip and they allow Nora to continue to find out information that she needs to find out so they can get the outcome that they need no. on the Flash team side? Last episode, how quickly Barry went to like just fight the reverse Flash um, and first seeing him. like I, I think instinctively seeing him, he just goes right at him and is like, I will defeat you every time. And like he, he just knows not to trust him at all and just will try and take care of him right away. But how are we so convinced that in the end, Reverse Flash is actually on the right side of history? I can't believe that. I'd have, That's I the thing, too. It's like, oh, it would right. have thrown... Like, honestly, I don't trust Nora to know what she's doing. Nope. I feel like, you know, that she might have miscalculated something and Eobard is trying to get something else out of it and using her naivety against her, to be honest. Now, I don't agree that Barry should, like, would have zoomed in, but he probably would have went over there to figure out, why are you talking to my daughter? He probably would have done that. Yeah, and it would have messed up the timeline. Maybe. More. So many things. Will you guys weigh in in the chat? Is Nora out of line? Or is she doing all this from her heart? (laughs) (laughs) It's a little bit of both. It's a little bit. I think it's from her heart. Just Mm. saying. Mm, Yeah. Under that Nora spell. Right. Well, that's not too bad. Well, that was fun. This was an, an amazing episode. So why don't we jump right on into the body breakdown? Zach, hit us. Sure. Awesome. So tonight we had a gentleman named Goldface, mm. which I was kind of, uh, when I saw from the comics to you know who he is, I was just like, so they're just taking a cool name. Maybe there's a connection. Maybe there's not. But mm. I'm very happy how it ended tonight that he actually did have powers. Very cool. Wasn't not expecting that. So uh, originally, Goldface is uh, a familiar character. Uh, some fans might recognize from the Green Lantern, actually. He's one of the foes there um, from 1965. Um, the character eventually moves to Central City and does get to fight the Flash. Uh, it causes trouble for him. Um, so this is why I thought maybe um, they were tying this in with uh, the chemist and everything. Mm. Um, in the comics, he is a scientist who ends up drinking a gold-based serum uh, that he was working on that gives him superhuman strength and invulnerability invul- and giving him like that golden glow. It was, orig- it was then like retconned to uh, something a little bit different uh, where he found a toxic waste uh, chest filled of- with gold and kind of like radiated him to give him similar powers, which... Oddly enough, they kept in line with tonight on the show, which is pretty cool. But uh, the character itself in the comics uh, doesn't look anything like what we got tonight. <laughs> I mean, if we had to give him a 2019 remix, uh, I guess. Sure. I mean, <laughs> regardless, in the comics and the show, you know, Goldface had always used his powers for crime as as opposed to good. So, you know, the writers kind of kept in line with it tonight, which is cool. I enjoyed it. Um, there's really not much else... With him, he's kind of a small, small character in the comics, and as he is in the show tonight. Awesome. That's so, great. Yeah. What do you guys think? I mean, does that parallel work where, you know, Perry, Barry's going to say, yeah, I'm the chemist, but, like, he was one, and mm-hmm. that's how he became... Oh, okay. I liked it. I think that they did as much as a parallel they, as they could, and, you know, it's always good to have you do the breakdown to just understand the correlation a little bit, and I think that's definitely why they put it in there like that. Cool. Makes sense to me. Hmm. Got that little element, the AU up in there. Okay. The AU. The Ooh, AU. You're getting all science on <laughs> us. All know. right. <laughs> Let's That's jump cool. into news and gossip. After Buzz TV News. 
Okay, well, I got one kind of rumor, kind of gossip, kind of confirmation. Uh, Basically, you know, what was talked about last week was the mention of Red Death. And lately, in the past week, we've had a lot more of theories and things popping up about Crisis on Earths. um, Crisis on Infinite Earths and that plot line coming into the Flash. And basically, the Red Death was mentioned last week. And not only could he play a big bad in next season, it's further hinted that the rumors that Crisis on Infinite Earths will indeed happen. Happen. In fact, the CW president, Mark Pedowitz, actually pretty much confirmed that they are going to do Crisis on Infinite Earths. Mm. Now, for those who might not know about Crisis on Infinite Earths and this epic, epic plot line, basically what it was... Well, it was technically a thing where they were trying to, you know how we have multiverses. Uh, that was a thing in the comics where they kind of got tired of the multiverses. So they brought all the verses back together into one universe, but at the cost of Barry Allen's life. And also... Supergirl's life. So the question is now, are they going to do Crisis on Infinite Earth? And does that mean connect to what we've been seeing that that Omnia's plot line headline of the Flash disappearing for twenty five? Yeah, and we have sites like ComicBook.com that recently came out with the article, basically going with the theory of using the Red Death and the whole thing with the Flash, and that we may not actually get the end of the Flash, but there may be some sort of disappearance that connects with crisis on infinite earth so we got hints from the crossover we know it's definitely happening and the question is and we have like i have uh, like two uh comic book uh covers that show pretty much the death of supergirl and also one of the flash's last stand pretty much so the question is is dc tv going to kill barry allen <gasps> so that's my gossip that's my gossip dun, dun. you want to weigh in on that zach because i know you know a little bit about the red death we spoke about it last week Yes. What do you think? Um, well, shout out to Jazzy Jones, first off. Jazzy. Um, and I, okay, so if, if this is a long-term goal, long-term, not goal, long-term, like, show running kind of thing, um, it would be smart of the CW to make a twist on Crisis and not do what the comic books are, but hint to us to it, which I think what we're getting with uh, Green Arrow. Mm-hmm. So instead of uh, Barry and Supergirl dying, it's going to be Green Arrow for whatever reason. Can't imagine what it is. But, um... It will allow us to think, oh, this is where Barry's going to disappear and this is where the comic book is coming from. But uh, they might dupe us and move past that to the Red Death. Red Death merges – well, Batman merges with with the Flash in the Metal series and that could be a reason for his disappearance as well. It would be a long storyline. I don't know how they would pull that off. Um, We talked about it a little bit last week. Mm -hmm. Uh, It would be something amazing, I think. But – I don't know. I mean, yeah. What do you think, Chet? Yeah, let us know what you think Please in the chat. Will they kill Barry Allen? That's the that's the theories that's going on. Well, here's the that's thing. what happened Barry with Allen Infinite Crisis had, on Earth. Yeah. Barry Allen never died, though. Mm-hmm. He just disappeared. He was thought to be dead. Mm-hmm. So yeah, to how, well, like, he was that's the what they force. do in comic books, but yeah. 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 <laughs> they kill all people all the time, but yeah. Yeah, so... Well, I guess we'll find out. So last but not least, let's jump into predictions. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Predictions. So we did, we saw um, the previews and things like that. What do you guys think prediction-wise? What's happening next week or the week? Yeah, what's happening next episode? I predict that Nora's going to mess up again. (laughs) <laughs> that's my I think you got it. I feel like I don't know I just feel like she's gonna mess up again um, I feel like psychic 
I don't know. I can't remember if we actually had an episode. I know Barry has gone in the past before, mm-hmm. and there, I specifically remember John West, John Wesley Ship saying like, uh, you know, it's like a cup, uh, a mug, and it cracks, and you can't put it back together exactly the way it is. There's going to be splinters and whatnot. And man, Barry, I think went back once or twice, and there's like a crack or a crack, and it just seems like. You know, she dropped the mug and and just right. was trying to glue the pieces together, yeah. and it's just not happening. No, I don't know how she like she's really messing up the timeline. Yep. So, yes, I I agree. I think it's just <laughs> going to be a bunch of Nora messing things yep. up. Yeah, I'll just have to second that with you guys. I think it's finally time. Well, we've we've watched Nora mess up pretty much every episode, but this time, you know, we've always talked about okay, well, how's the timeline not changing with her doing all this jumping yeah. around? And I think now we're finally going to get to see it, and that's all I can predict, especially via the previews. Yes. Yes. Thank you guys so much. This episode, Goldface, was quite the episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you after the next episode of The Flash, so please tune in again. Join us in the chat. We love listening to what you guys have to say. And um, I'm your host, Jamie Alexander, and you can find me on Instagram at Jamie Alexander. Yeah, and I'm Chauncey K. Robinson. You can find me on Twitter at Ms. Chauncey KR and also on my YouTube self-named channel, Chauncey K. Robinson, where I talk about horror movies and all things dark fantasy. And guys, my name is Zach Silverman. You can catch me all across social media at Zach with a C-H Silverman 2. All right, guys. Have a good night. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.